Nigeria, praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for taking our place on the cross. Thank you for taking our punishment so that we may be forgiven. We thank you, Almighty God, for your wounding that has paid for our health and healing. Lord, we thank you for dying our death so that we may share in your life. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for being made sin so that we may be clothed with your righteousness. Thank you, Lord, for being a curse so that we may share in your blessing. We can never thank you enough, but we say we are grateful. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Today we ask that your word will bless us. Mighty God in heaven, touch each and every one of us here today. Surprise us all, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's read together verses 4, 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's read together verses 3 and 4. Shall we rise to our feet? One, two, go. But if our gospel be heed, it is heed to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Let's stretch forth our hands and ask the Lord that all the souls that are in here, that each one of them will be saved, that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ shall shine through to their hearts, that they will not be lost, but that they will be saved, and they will be saved to the utmost. They and their household. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that each of these people here, Lord, that they will not be lost, they will be saved. We say, save them even so to the utmost, Lord. Hallelujah. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name. Please be seated and turn to Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Which says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And as an example of Jesus going about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, we are looking at Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 to 4, Jesus and the leper. I'll read from verse 1. And when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. This is the story of Jesus and the leper. Today we are going to look at abundance in place of poverty. 
and burdens in place of poverty. Now, we explain that this story that we are looking at, Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through to 4, is a playing out of everything that you see in Leviticus chapter 14, verses 1 to 8. In Leviticus 14, 1 to 8, we have the story of how a leper is to be cleansed, what you needed to do to cleanse a leper in those days, in Bible days. And everything that they said that you had to do, we said, was being met when Jesus touched this leper and said, I will be thou cleansed. And the Bible says, and his leprosy was cleansed. He became whole again. If you remember Leviticus 14, 1 to 8, we explained that the two birds, one was meant to be killed in an earthen vessel over running water, the other dipped into the blood and set free in an open field, spoke clearly of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that when Jesus touched the leper and spoke, all that needed to be done, as was as is stated in Leviticus 14, 1-8, Jesus had met all that requirement. That in touching the leper, in saying, be thou cleansed, that Jesus was pointing to the fact that he would go eventually to the cross. Because Leviticus 14, 1-8 speaks of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And we said that at the cross, a number of things happened. That there were nine exchanges that took place at the cross. And we are looking at all of those exchanges now in digging deep. Now, when Jesus touched the leper and the leper was cleansed, for example, there's no way that you get healing without first taking away sin. So that that leper, invariably, in being healed, his sins had been forgiven. So that first exchange at the cross, where Jesus was punished so that we might be forgiven, had come to that leper. That's why his leprosy was taken away. Exchange number two was that Jesus was wounded for our healing. The taking away of his leprosy was healing that he required. So exchange number two that took place at the cross, this leper had also benefited from. On Sunday, we looked at Christ in you, the hope of glory, but we looked at basically the business of the blessing and the curse, which is also one of the exchanges that you find at the cross. Today, we are going to spend some time and look at the poverty of Jesus in place for our abundance. But before we do that, I want to go back to something that um, came to me on Sunday. Now, in those prayers that we said we should pray on Sunday, clearly, let me just even ask one question. How many people went home back and sat down and went ahead and prayed those prayers? Just very few. Because clearly, God says that those prayers that we prayed on Sunday, that's not Ito, that you've got to... We remember that after praying all those prayers, one thing I said again was that you've got to stand in the place of doing what? Of resisting the devil. In other words, those prayers are not prayers you just pray in church. They are prayers that you pray on your own. Because as you do so, a number of things will come to you. You see, the, the thing is, whether we like it or not, for some of us who are here, 
there are things that we really need to repent of. We just really must say we are sorry. And if you don't say you are sorry, then that problem just won't go away. So don't take any of the things that we are doing in here for granted. Let me just go back a little bit. Okay, and I put something on, on the screen, which I'll tell them to put on later, which I want us to look at. So that before we even look at the next exchange, which is abundance in place of poverty, let's just spend some time and look at what we said um, on Sunday. One of the things that we said on Sunday is that clearly, any time that anybody does anything that goes against God's first two commandments, the person becomes almost like a magnet. Magnet in the sense that a curse just flows naturally from God. And what we've, we've explained that curses are just what? They are words. But they are words that have power to summon everything that is evil, that is flying around to come and walk against a particular person. And that's why I put a magnet here on Sunday for us all to see. Now, if you have ever, for example, been to a white garment church. There are many churches today in, in Lagos and in Nigeria that are not churches. There are many that say they are churches, but they are not churches. If you just listen to the way they pray, you will know. Any church that calls a demon after Jesus Christ cannot be a church. And there are churches like that. I just want to pray their prayers here. There are some things that are just best not said. But if you've ever been to a white garment church, or been to an Aladura church, or what they call um, spiritual churches, many churches, everybody wants to become born again now. I know places where all that is going on there is purely evil, but they call themselves born again. Now, it is possible to get into those places and be um, deceived. Or if you've ever been to the spiritualist association of Great Britain, or you have ever... How many of you know what a woolly is? Let me see. Okay, some of you, those who don't know what a woolly is, put up your hand, let me see so I can explain. Okay, a woolly is a prophet. And in those days, before one became wise, some of these prophets would just surface at your house and say they have seen a vision. And that you should, they always ask you to bring money so that they will get some other prophets to fast on your behalf. They don't tell you to fast. They never tell you to live a life of holiness. You see, most of these other places, you'll find that there's nothing like holiness there. You know, the Olusha Gutan is sleeping with all the prophetesses. It's true. Anywhere you go and you find that there's freedom to just sleep with women, it cannot be God. Any religion that says you can have more than one wife is not God. It's not God. Satan has entered in there. Now, those bullies are prophets, so they come, they say, give, you some, give us some money, they'll get some other prophets to fast on your behalf so that this problem will go. And it's so easy. They're not asking you to fast, so you give them money. All of those things prime us as magnets so that everything that is evil, that is flying around, can come. Even the reading of books create problems. The reading of certain books. And people have read all kinds of books. 
the other day on TV, they were talking about the Da Vinci Code. The moment they started saying that Mary Magdalene was Jesus' girlfriend and she had a baby for Jesus, I switched off the TV. I just said, this is not what I'm going to hear today because this is just madness. And it is madness. How many people have read the Da Vinci Code? Some people have read it. Anyway, I won't ask those questions anymore. Listen, what we need to do if you spend time reading strange books, like the seven books of Moses, the Bible has five. Somebody has added two more. Those are all dangerous stuff. What they do at the end of the day is to put you in place for things that are evil to just come and attach themselves to you. But God says Jesus has been made a curse for you. Do you understand? Now, you've got to take these things seriously. In the sense that, if you are not involved in any of these things, but you're, you are here and your father is a member of the lodge, for example, he's creating problems for you and for your children. So you've got to dissociate yourself from what your father is doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? And we've got to take these prayers seriously. It's not something that you just pray for two minutes and just go home. If you took service on Sunday seriously, a number of things should come to you if you've done things that are strange. If you visited a Babaladi, Mamayaba, you know, Mama Kelechi, all these strange people, you have a problem. They will constitute a problem for life. And we have a responsibility to ourselves to make sure that we spend some time and tell God we are sorry. There are people in church here who believe that anybody, we had a man in this church who worked with familiar spirits. So every time he was in church, he didn't come here, he was when we were in Lagoon. He would always see somebody who was a snake and all that and all that. Today he runs a church and he, the church has a Pentecostal name. They go as if they are Pentecostals. But all they do there is they work with what? Familiar spirits. Familiar spirits. And that's not God. Familiar spirit is witchcraft. Do you understand me? Now what I want us to do today, before we look at the sixth exchange, is to just pray. Put that slide on. I've written a long slide here for you. Remove this thing in time now. It says, Lord Jesus, you have made a curse with any curse that might come upon me, that I might receive the blessings. And now, Lord, I come to you for deliverance from any such curse. I repent of any sins that have caused any curse to come. Then specifically I said sins of consulting bullies, with Babala, the Mama Kelechi, Ulushua, of White Government Churches, reading of occultic books, the sins which all... You know the things that by now everybody has a clear idea of what I'm talking about, right? So spend some time and tell God that, okay, I've visited so and so and so place before. I've done so and I was a member of this white government church before. I repent of all those things. And then you say, today I renounce and reject all of them in the name of Jesus. I declare that my faith is in the atonement of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary. I am saved by the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. People are not fulfilling with me. Is that all? That's, that's all, eh? Okay then you spend some time and just pray this prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then when you get home, pray this prayer again. If you feel that, okay, you don't have any problems, but maybe 
your parents then repent on behalf of your ancestors do you understand what I'm saying and then just pray sometimes I just pray in tongues and just ask God for forgiveness and mercy and then we'll move on to the next subject but let's take this thing seriously so I want us all quietly to spend some time and just pray put the thing up on the beginning please Kaita zokoto zakita na zekete balakata la zokuta bazakanda yade lakata nando zekete malika zakata yade nebro sokuta mayakata nanto zokoto zekete balika makata yade na zeke malakatanda maika zokoto zekiba lakatanda yade neke zekete barakata la zoko maliza katia kata yade nanto zokoto zakima lakata haleluya haleluya and so shall it be in jesus mighty name Amen. Now let's look at extreme number six, which is the abundance in place of poverty. Abundance in place of poverty. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So in this bit of scripture that exchange is stated very clearly that Jesus became poor he took and endured our poverty so that we might share in his wealth in his riches poverty as we said on Sunday is a curse and the alternative to poverty is wealth riches or preferably abundance we said that wealth as far as God is concerned is an abundance that cannot be counted and when God is talking about wealth and talking about an abundance that cannot be counted, he begins to make reference to things like the sand on the seashore. Because nobody, if you take a handful of um, grain of sand, for example, you can't really count every grain. When God wants to talk about an abundance that cannot be counted, he begins to make reference to the stars. He said to Abraham, look up, count the stars if you can. So many will be your children. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. The reason that God blesses us with his abundance is so that we might serve him the reason that God blesses us with his abundance is so that we might serve him. If we hold back from serving him with that with which he blesses us, then he says you will spend everything, you will, you will come to a place where he will put you under enemies and there will be nothing for you to serve them with. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 28. I want us to read together verses 47 and 48. Deuteronomy 28. 
Are we all there? Let's see together verses 47 through to 48. One, two, go. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of mat, for the abundance of all things, therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. So we have a choice to serve the Lord with joyfulness. To serve the Lord with gladness of heart. With the abundance that he has blessed us with. The money God puts in your hands and in my hands is not for us to just expend on ourselves alone. It's for us to spend for God. God has a big work to do. And he puts money in our hands so that that work gets done. He now says, if you will not spend the money in joyfulness, with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things, he says, well, he will bring you to the place of hunger and thirst, nakedness, and in want of all things. Now what is interesting about this is the fact that Jesus fulfills this situation. So that this curse that God says will come upon people who just decide that they will not serve him with their substance. Jesus, when he was on the cross, a number of things happened to him. One, he was hungry. Two, he was thirsty. Remember that God says he will bring you to the place where you will serve the enemy. How? In hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in want of all things. Now see how Jesus fulfills all of this. One, I said he was hungry. He had not eaten for 24 hours. He was thirsty. He himself said, I thirst. Three, he was naked because they are taking away all his clothes. When Jesus hung on the cross, forget those photographs that they paint. He was on the cross naked. Fourthly, he had nothing because when he died, he was even buried in a borrowed tomb. So he had absolutely nothing. So that Jesus has gone to the cross. Listen and understand this today. If you understand it, it will help you. He has gone to the cross and has paid fully for people never to go hungry. Nobody who is a Christian should ever go to bed hungry. You should never be so poor that you really don't have anything to cover yourself. You should never get to the place where you can't really find water to drink because those things Jesus Christ has really taken upon himself on the cross. The Christian ought not to find himself in that place. And in life, you'll find that there are three levels of provision. One, level one is called insufficiency. Level two is sufficiency. Level 3, which is where God wants you and I to be, is called abundance. Now let me explain this so that we understand it clearly. If you needed a thousand naira to go shopping, for example, and all you had was 700 naira, you are operating at the level of what? Of insufficiency. You don't have enough to cater for your needs. If you needed a thousand naira to go shopping and all you had was exactly a thousand naira, that's the level of what? Of sufficiency. You just have enough to meet your needs. But abundance is a place where you have a thousand five hundred naira, and what you really need to spend is what? 
it's a thousand naira. So you have more than enough. So God has not called us to the place of insufficiency or sufficiency. He's called us to the place of what? Of abundance. And not just abundance, but an abundance that he says can never be counted. When God blesses us, he gives us abundance. But he says it is so that his work may be done so that you may serve him with that abundance. Not that you expend that abundance on yourself. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 8. Verse chapter 8, let's read together verses 17 and 18. Verses 17 and 18. Proverbs chapter 8. Verses 17 and 18. Are we all there? One, two, go. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. This is wisdom speaking because if you go to the beginning of Proverbs, chapter 8 is wisdom. It's the wisdom chapter. It says, Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? And remember that the Bible says, Wisdom is the principal thing in this Christian work. Now, wisdom says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. It says, Riches and honor are with me. Yea. Durable riches and righteousness. Now, durable riches refer to enduring riches. Something that is durable is something that will last and last. And the truth is, when you think of life that we all live, there's nothing in this life that is durable. Durable in the sense that it goes with you into the next life. Everything that we rush for and we want ends where? here yet God wants us to have in this lifetime an account on earth and an account in the spirit realm in heaven but there are many Christians all the account that they have is where it's only on earth nothing in heaven and here the Bible says there is however a place where your wealth can be classified as durable because it is wealth that exists here and wealth that will exist where? In heaven. How will that happen? How is it possible to have wealth here and have wealth in heaven? Simply by making sure, simply by making sure that the wealth that I have is used in the service of God. The wealth that I have is used in the service of God. That's the only way you can make sure that you have wealth here and that wealth will also be accounted unto you in, in heaven. Look at Matthew chapter 19. I want us to read together. Verse 29. Verse 29. Matthew 19, verse 29. Matthew 19, verse 29. Are we all there? Okay, let's read together. One, two, go. 
and everyone that had forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. So anything that you do for God, that which God has blessed you with, that you use for his service, he says he, God, will give you what? A hundredfold. If you understand that twofold is a hundred percent, imagine what a hundredfold is. We've worked that out before. And the truth is, many believe that they don't have enough to give to God. And the way God operates is that it's when you don't have that he expects you to give. So that you can give your way out of that situation. Because he hasn't planned for you to be in that situation where you will not have. It's you who have walked in there inadvertently. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. I want us to read together 19 to 21. Together, 19 to 21. Are we all there? Okay, one, two, go. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So all of this points to just one thing, that as God blesses me, there should just be only one thought in my mind. How will I be of service? Remember, we've taught you here to say that everything that comes into your hands, you have a responsibility to find out how much of it is what is food and how much of it is what is seed. And that there are times that everything that comes to you is even seed. You see, you can never lose. Never. It's impossible. If you put your money in God. It's not possible. There are some people who are sitting here today. The amount of money that you have left is so useless. You can't do much. But you are holding on to it. What you ought to do is to put that money in God. Money that will not do much for you. Why hold on to it when you can use it as seed to get something from God? Because it works. And the word of God says, well, if you will not, it says, and God himself says, then you will come to the place of hunger, of thirst, of nakedness, and of wanting all things. That's what they call absolute poverty. But nobody in this church will get to that place. In Jesus' name. So that if you are here today and you are believing God for a financial breakthrough, it's in your hands. It's not in the place of an anointing service. It's in your hands. It's for you to say, ah, let me sow a seed so that God, because you can't go wrong with God. You can't. And this is really and truly how to enter into the school of prosperity of God. Anybody who is in here and desires a financial breakthrough, Jesus Christ has suffered everything. Hunger, thirst, nakedness and the want of all things you ought not to be in that place he's paid that price fully 
so that you might be blessed with his abundance you see he who was rich became poor so that you might be what rich that's what the word of god says and we've got to believe the word of god extreme number six is poverty was taken away and replaced with abundance but there's something for you to do it's like you decide and you pray and ask God to take away all curses and God takes away all curses then you never pay fights you come under a curse immediately the devourer just springs upon you just springs upon you because there are many levels of truth in God's word you've got to make sure that each time you come across God's word you do exactly what is required of you so today one of the things that we are going to do today to just break through completely is we are going to take a special seed offering today everybody is going to be required to give something special to God that's not your normal offering now if you didn't come prepared for it no problem you should always come prepared for anything as far as God is concerned there's always a way out you on your own will write a pledge and you drop it in the offering basket but you must do something special for God today do you understand you must but if you are already operating in the place of abundance no problem you can stay there but the only way anybody who's already entered in the place of abundance knows that the only way to stay in that place with God is to do what just continuously to give there's no other way no other way first thing I want us to do is what we did last Wednesday if you understand that Jesus Christ was hungry he thirsted he was naked on the cross and he was in want of all things only so that you will qualify to enter in the place of wealth and abundance our attitude should be what? that of gratitude and thanksgiving shall we bow our heads even so today and just spend some time and just thank him thank him for going to the cross and being hungry and being thirsty thank him for being naked for wanting all things for getting to the place of absolute poverty so that you might enter into the place of his abundance and his riches let's thank him for that today we thank you we thank you we thank you ah we can never thank you enough lord thank you lord for going to the cross on our behalf your word says you who were rich became poor absolutely poor you went to the cross naked hungry thirsty and in want of all things so that we who are here today might qualify for your wealth your riches and your abundance we say we are grateful very grateful exceedingly grateful very very grateful lord god almighty we say thank you thank you thank you 
Thank you, thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
lift up your voices and exalt the name of the Lord today. Call him by all his names. Tell him that he alone is the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. He alone is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning, the ending, the first and the last. He alone is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Only he is Counselor. Wonderful. Only he is the Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. The Rose of Sharon. The Balm of Gilead. Only he alone is Jesus. Only he alone is Jesus. Only he is Jehovah. Lord, we exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you here today. We say, no one like unto thee, Lord. Yes, Lord, it is you that we have come to meet with. We stand before you, Lord. We say, we honor you, Lord, today. Oh, we bless and exalt you here, Lord. Honor and glory and dominion we give unto you. Ah, we say, there's no one like unto thee, Lord. No one like you, Lord. No one, no one, no one like you, Lord. For you alone are Jehovah El Shaddai. Only you are Jehovah Shaddai. We are God, our provider. We bless and exalt you here today. We bless and exalt you, Almighty God. Oh, we bless and exalt you, Lord. We bless and exalt you, Lord. Oh, we exalt and bless you, Lord, today. My days, Saishayada, Mantazakasayabase. My days, Saishabayasayade. Saishabahakasayanayadila. Glory and dominion give unto you, Lord. Lord, we bless and exalt you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for getting to the place of absolute poverty so that we may enter into abundance. Thank you, Lord, for your word says that you hung on that cross and you yourself said that you thirst. Lord, we thank you for thirsting on our behalf. Thank you for being hungry on our behalf. Thank you for being naked on our behalf. Thank you for enjoying the want of all things on our behalf. Lord, we thank you today. We can never thank you enough, but we say we are grateful, we are grateful, we are grateful, Lord, unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now there's something that what I want us to now do. We'll do this on two levels. One, for everybody that is believing God for a financial breakthrough. And secondly, for Anybody who wants a particular thing. Remember we said a seed can, will meet what? Any need. Yes. Today, listen carefully. I know what I'm doing. This is, if, 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 if this was to raise money, this would be done on a Sunday when we have a full house. But this is what God has asked us to speak about today. And today, the anointing and the power to just shift things in your favor is here. So don't wait until tomorrow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even if you don't have your checkbook here, then write a pledge which you must fulfill by Sunday, not 10 years from now. No faith pledges. There are some people who write checks for 1 million. They've never had 10,000 before in their account. That's not what we are looking for here today. That one is being very stupid and not knowing who God is. But today, take the word of God seriously. And that word that has come today has come for a specific purpose. It's come to just set people free and take us into a new level. So let's, this is not your offering, oh. this is just the pledge for this service. After that, we'll take our offering. So don't say this, this is not your offering at all. So 
write out your pledges and then tie that pledge to something tie it to something because I'm going to ask that you do certain things with that pledge or check even right now so tie it to something say this is what I want from you Lord even as I give this do you understand me? okay everybody must take part everybody those who have money and those who don't have things he suffered that one he became hungry he was thirsty he was naked he endured the want of all things so that you might enter into the place of abundance and that today you are giving this offering to enter into the place of abundance tell the Lord what you want from that offering tell him he's here he understands what we are doing he's asked us to do it and he will breathe upon it
offerings unto you. Lord Jesus, we lift every single offering here unto you. And we ask in the name that's above all name. In your mighty name, Lord Jesus. We say, precious fruit of living God, breathe upon all of these offerings. I ask in the name that's above all names, I say, send your fire from heaven and consume all of these offerings. A hundredfold return grant unto each and every one of us. Lord, we have made specific requests concerning our offerings. We say, grant them, Lord. Surprise us all. Do exceedingly abundantly above that we can think or ask. So it is and shall be. In Jesus' mighty name. Now let's drop these. When you drop it, then begin to prepare your normal offering. Come and make my heart your home. Come and be Almighty God, even as we give this offering today, fill our mouths with laughter and our tongue with singing, Lord. Let people see us and exclaim, Ah, the Lord has done great things for them. For indeed, you have done great things for us today. So it is and shall be. 
in Jesus' mighty name. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure. Thank you.